0: Hey Dreamers, it's a new year, and if you're ready to take the next step in your interpretation journey, I want to invite you to the Breathing Underwater membership. This is a monthly subscription mentorship where we have live Zoom calls where we do interpretations of one another's dreams, we ask questions, and we seek God in community. We also have a private Facebook group with weekly teachings as well as a one-on-one coaching or dream mapping call with me every month. Because we all need a little help interpreting our dreams and I believe God designed it to happen in community. And it's just plain fun. So sign up today, we would love to see you there. We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, To seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic, we were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. Dreamers! Dreamers, my dreamers! It is... 2024. Holy moly. Can you believe it? I think it's so much fun that these podcasts are landing right on the holidays this year. And because of that, I'm going to be paying homage to one of the holidays that is coming up right now in just a moment. But first of all, I want to welcome you to Breathing Underwater. My name is Margot. I am the host of the show. If you are listening for the first time, I'm so, so glad that you're here. I'm really excited about what God is going to do in us and through us, how he's going to reveal himself to us in this new year on the podcast and in our lives this podcast is all about learning to interpret god's voice through our dream life we believe that god is speaking in all of our dreams yes in all of our dreams and as we learn to know his voice and to know his heart, we're going to get his message even out of dreams that feel really hard. So if you are just joining, I would love it. If you wanted to pop back to the beginning last year, go back to episode one and follow the journey. Otherwise, you're welcome to join right now and I'm going to be doing a little bit of refresher in some areas anyway. But either way, I am so glad that you guys are here and you are joining me. The fact that it is January 1st of 2024 has to be noted. Now, I'm sure many of you love to seek God for a specific word or phrase or ask him what he's doing when you start a new year or maybe a new month or just a new season. And if this isn't something that you do, but you've been wanting to, then that's okay too. This is something that I try to do every year, although I'm going to be real, some years, it's harder than others to actually ask and receive. But this year, I really felt the number 2024 highlighted. And if you've been following the podcast at all, you know that I like numbers and I'm a little bit of a number nerd. So when that was highlighted, I thought, I'm going to dig into this. And I decided to look up in the Strong's Concordance, which I do often, what the number 2024 meant. And through that, I feel that God revealed to me something that he is doing in this year, 2024. Now, there are going to be lots of prophetic people and prophets and people that you know who all have different specific words or phrases or promises from God over this year. So by no means is this the only end all be all. And by no means is this the only end all be all thing he's doing in my life for this year. But this one felt like it was a corporate word, which basically means that it applies to the body of Christ at large. And I was a little surprised by it, but I love it. And it feels like it's resonating true with my life, but also with the people that I coach and the people that I know and I'm in a relationship with and how God has been moving in us and positioning us. So I'm going to share it with you and you get to decide what you think about it. So, I am going to try and pronounce this Greek word. I will likely botch it, but for those Greek scholars out there, please just give me the grace. <laughs> the number 2024 in the Strong's Concordance is pronounced epikorageia. Epikorageia, something like that. And this word is defined a supply and it's used to mean supply, provision, support. Now, it gives two references in the New Testament where this specific word is used. One of those is in Philippians 1.19, and the other is Ephesians 4.16. And as I read through these, Ephesians 4.16 really stuck out. So I'm going to read this to you, and I'm going to tell you what I felt that God was speaking to us. Okay, it says in Ephesians 4.16, I'm going to start in 15 to give context. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head. That is Christ. Here's verse 16. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. In the Amplified, it says... From him, the whole body, or the church and all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies. There's that Greek word, supplies. When each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfish love. So the word supplies here is really talking about what the different parts of the body bring to the table because each of us is a part of the body of Christ. Some of you are fingers, some of you are eyes, some of you are ears, some of you are elbows, some of you are joints, some of you are toes, some of you are feet, right? But all of us are growing together unto and into Christ who is the head. And each of us has something that we are designed, called commissioned to do. And when we are doing that work and we're doing it properly, it's a, it's a part of what supplies the body to grow and mature and build itself up. And so I really sense that God was speaking in this new year in 2024, that he was bringing us even more deeply into alignment of who we are, our calling, our place within the body and into that unity in the body where we are able to work together and really offer and supply the body what it needs from our specific gift set and skill set and experience and purpose in life. So I just want to encourage you. I think many people have been like, God, what am What are you doing with me? What are you doing in my life? I've had all of these these hopes and dreams and promises, and it maybe feels like he's been moving you forward slowly. But I do believe that this is a year where he is really about getting us into those niche places where we are designed and meant to be used and for us to be able to supply the body with what it needs to come into even more unity. really love to do today as the first podcast of 2024. As we're entering into a new year, we're going to kind of reinstate some of the things that we're about on this podcast. And in doing so, I love how it really aligns with my love for the holiday of Epiphany. Epiphany is really a continuation of the Christmas story and if you've been following, you know we just had the last four episodes were Advent episodes where we did something a little bit different. We didn't interpret dreams, but we sure talked about dreams because they are all over the story of the birth of Christ and they are all over the story of Epiphany as well, which we will see in just a moment. But I love that, the epipha- that Epiphany is the continuation of the Advent and Christmas story and that it always lands on the 6th of January, which is into our new year. It stretches into our new year, at least on our calendar. I know the Hebrew calendar is different, but on our calendar, it stretches into the new year. And I think that this is not an accident. Epiphany is when we commemorate or celebrate when the wise men or the magi came to see the young Jesus and gave him the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Of course, we all know this story, and I think it's interesting in our children's books and the picture books that we look at. It always shows three wise men, right? But scripture doesn't actually say there were three wise men. It just says that there were three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and myrrh. It is actually more likely and believed that there could have been a whole caravan of Magi that came to visit Jesus. And I love the story of Epiphany for multiple reasons. Really who the Magi were. I think we can learn a lot from them. I think that there are still modern Magi, if you will hear me out. I love that they had the wherewithal to have to be patient and to traverse and trust and follow a star that they charted from ancient prophecies, from ancient words, maybe dreams, but I know so much came from Daniel and the prophecies and the book of Daniel. And this is what I want to lean into today. Now, Daniel is a really important prophet and prophetic voice, especially for those of us who are dreamers and dream interpreters and who are learning more and more about our gifts and what we're called to. But of course, he received all kinds of prophecy. Namely, he received the prophecy about when the Messiah would come and when the Messiah would die, which is crazy. But the story of Daniel is just powerful. I, I I encourage you to go back and read the whole thing. But specifically what I want to highlight today is that Daniel was a Magi. He was actually of this order of wise men. So they were in exile in Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar had given favor to Daniel. He had his own wise men also that he consulted. And they were magicians and diviners and all of that. They weren't necessarily following our God, the God of Daniel. But Daniel was a part of that sect, if you will. And there was a moment when Nebuchadnezzar had a very troubling dream, and he knew that he knew that he knew that he needed to have this thing interpreted. So Nebuchadnezzar went to his wise men, his magi, his diviners, and said, I need you to give me the interpretation of this dream. And they say, yeah, great. Give us the dream and we'll give you the interpretation. Nebuchadnezzar says, no, no. I need you to actually get the dream prophetically as well. I need you to tell me what I dreamt without me telling you. And I want you to interpret it, which of course is crazy and bonkers. And all of them said, this is impossible. Just tell us the dream and we'll interpret. He said, nope. If you can't do it, you're all going to die. And he actually started killing off the wise man or the Magi. And when Daniel heard of this, he sought God and said, Lord, I need you to show me what happened with this dream so that his eyes would be opened and that we would not perish in the same way. And God answered him in a night vision. Daniel ends up receiving prophetically insight into what the dream was and how Nebuchadnezzar had it and the interpretation of the dream. And when Daniel recounted this to Nebuchadnezzar, he fell on his face prostrate and said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of all gods. And this was a major turning point where Daniel and his friends were promoted and given leadership in Babylon, as well as Daniel was made chief of the Magi. He was made the chief of all of these wise men. This is no small thing. And this was so intentional of God because it is believed that this same sect of Magi received so much from Daniel in his leadership and, of course, learning about his God, but also would have really known about these prophecies would have read them would have heard them would have recited them would have passed them down to the other generations of magi and they believe that over scholars believe that over 600 years and it was tradition to pass down the holy writings and the prophecies and all of that that this was actually passed down to the time when christ was born so the magi of that time who actually came from under the leadership all those centuries before of Daniel and were so influenced by him would have had access and would have known about these prophecies and would have been looking for something going on in this time frame in Judea so it is likely that the Magi that came and followed his star were actually following the prophecies and the stories from Daniel all those years ago it's so easy for us to hear magi and think, evil, magician, that's so bad and so wrong. And yes, absolutely, there are, I'm not talking about magic being okay. That is not what I am saying. But I am saying that that all of this mysticism and knowing God's voice and, and reading the, his signs in nature and recognizing that he put, the stars in the sky and the constellations, that he's the one that ordered day and night to come, that he's the one that put the moon in its place and the sun in its place. This was all first his. and We don't need to be afraid of the new agey stuff thinking, oh, that's evil. No, this is all the Lord's. And this is a cornerstone here breathing underwater and on this podcast when we are learning the deeper things of god we're learning his voice we're learning his symbols we're learning to see his signs it's important that we're not afraid of this because this is his and he has designed us to know it and it is okay to be of the order of jehovah's magi that we get to be sons and daughters of the most high god that we get to be disciples of jesus christ who we know is the messiah and to be magi of his order, that we get to be wise men and women who go after his win- wisdom, who receive deep insight into the mysteries of creation and what he is speaking through the generations. And on that note, that we, like those magi, recognize the importance of holding on to prophecies, of holding on to what God has spoken to us in dreams and through dreams, of, of calling sacred The information that comes out of our dream life that we also are intentional to track and watch and to follow the star, if you will, that he has put before us. And most of us have promises, have leading, have prophecies, have words from God that have not come to pass yet that we will be following into this new year. While each new year absolutely is a new beginning, there are also still old things that need to continue on. Old promises that have not yet come to pass. God is not like us in the way that we think, oh man, that didn't happen in the last six months. I must've heard that wrong. Or maybe God changed his mind. Or sometimes it's been, it's been 15 years. It's been 20 years. It's been 30 years and that thing hasn't happened yet. I'm sure God changed his mind or I misunderstood or for some reason it's not going to happen anymore. But if we read scripture, we see that God gives promises and then there is a sometimes a long process. But what he calls us to do is to hold on and keep those promises before us and to remember those things, even when they don't come to pass in our lifetime. And we pass those to the generation that is after us. I love in Isaiah 46, God brings me to this often. In Isaiah 46, 9, it says, Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. And I say my purpose will stand, and I will do what I please. Here he's saying, Remember the former things, those things of long ago that have not come to pass yet. I've already made known them, made them known to you because I make known the end from the beginning. I make known from ancient times what is still to come. This is what was happening with Daniel and the Magi. Can you imagine in that moment having these powerful prophecies and having no idea really when they were going to come to pass, but instead of throwing them away or them getting lost in the generations, they were cherished and they were held and they were passed on and they were so revered by these wise men, by these magi who were so convinced and had their faith in these prophecies from 600 years before. What faith! What beautiful faith! and what legacy and heritage to have been taught in how to track and how to map and how to discern and how to know the signs of the seasons. I think God is calling us to do that same thing and to know that same thing. And one of the ways we do that is we are, we are tracking our dreams and we don't get interpretation right away. Sometimes it takes a long time. I have plenty from years ago that I still don't have interpretation for, but I know that I know that the the day will come, the time will come, and that will come off the shelf for me, and I will understand what it is. Or I will have it in a book, and I will pass it on to my children, and they will see that come to pass. Or perhaps their children will see that come to pass. So I just felt as we were starting a new year to bring back these Tent pegs, If you will, these flags that we are, we have already put in the ground on breathing underwater that we are the ones that have chosen to go after the deep things of God that have decided to push off the religious thought that Oh, these, these things don't happen anymore, or that we need to be afraid of them. But we've decided to take hold of these mysteries and actually seek God to know him like scripture tells us to seek him and seek him and seek him and we will find him and he will show us great and unsearchable things that he didn't know he wants to share his heart with us he wants to tell us what's happening in the future he wants to give us promises and he's doing so much of this through our dream life that we are today in this Almost Epiphany episode, paying homage to those Magi, to those who plotted the charts and followed the prophetic words and didn't lose heart, but followed and actually ended up seeing the prize. So that would be my encouragement to you as we jump into this new year and this new season with Breathing Underwater. That you would not grow discouraged, but that you would be holding on to all of your dreams and all of the things that God has said. And that you would come afresh into this year to start recording and start journaling and getting excited again about what God is saying in and through your dreams. I think He is going to shock us and blow our minds about what is He He is revealing in the mystery of our of our dreams when we can get past the offense of our minds, thinking that we already know what something means. When we can allow him to teach us his language. When we will humble humble ourselves and come like children again. I mean, the Magi were like children in so many ways, so much wisdom, but also so open to, to learning and being taught and to follow something that I'm sure many thought was so foolish and silly and old and outdated, or maybe even incorrect. So as we end this first episode, I'm going to invite you into a little reflection moment. What are some of the signs? Or some of the stars, metaphorically, that you have been following in your life? What are some of the things that God has spoken to you? What are some of, of the things that Jesus has revealed to you about your life, about your children's lives, about your legacy, about your calling, whatever that might be, about your finances, about your health? What are some of those stars, those words, those signs that he has given you, that he's asked you to keep out in front of you. That maybe sometimes when the clouds come in or it gets foggy, they're incredibly difficult to see. Or sometimes you lose heart and don't actually want to see them or look at them anymore. I get that. I have been there, absolutely been there. What are some of those words, those promises that you can take back out and say, okay, I will continue to follow you in this, God. And Lord, I just ask too for the listeners here that you would refresh them and remind them that you would bring the star out in the night sky again, that you would make it so clear that you would bring it out from behind the clouds and behind the fog. You are such a faithful leader. You are such a faithful shepherd. And we just acknowledge that you are the maker and the creator of the heavens, that all of the signs and all of the words and all of our dreams and all of what you speak through scripture is true and trustworthy. And we just want to learn more how to follow you. We just want to learn more how to discern your voice in this. Would you protect us? Would you cover us and continue to lead us as we step into this new year, this new time, this new season, even maybe a re-upping of our commitment to our dream life. And for those of you who've never tracked your dreams, who've never even written them down, who you're deciding if you even want to, to take a step in this journey, I encourage you to to just take one step, to just put a pen and paper by your bed, or to just put your phone with a recording device next to your bed. And just with expectancy, say, God, I believe that you are in my dream, in my dreams. And then I encourage you to write it down, write down whatever you remember when you wake up. If you wake up in the middle of night, write down what you can remember, or better yet, take your phone, I love to go do this, into another room. And just do a quick little memo or just do it right there in your bed. But I encourage you to to start taking this seriously and to receive whatever you can remember and start with that. Okay, dreamers. I am so happy to be with you today. We have an exciting year ahead. I want to give you all the secrets of the things that are coming. But I am going to just pace myself and let you figure it out. There is going to be plenty of live interpretation and guests coming and teaching. And I can't wait to have a time where you start sending in your dreams and we get to do some of the live interpretations of your dreams too. And again, if you are looking for more mentorship, I would absolutely love to have you a part of the membership. It has been a blast so far. There's more about that in the show notes. I love you all. And as always, happy, happy, happy dreaming to you.